This is episode number 12 with the world's number one bucket list expert, Trav Bell. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Greatness. My name is Joseph DiBernardo and each week I'll be bringing you an inspiring person or message to help you unleash your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get after it. Edmund Hillary said, people do not decide to become extraordinary, they decide to accomplish extraordinary things. And Zig Ziglar said, you were destined for accomplishment, engineered for success and endowed with the seeds of greatness. In this week's episode with Trav Bell, the world's number one bucket list expert, we speak about Trav and how he was one of the first franchisors of personal training in Australia. We talk about Trav's 12 list bucket list philosophy and how you can incorporate that into your own life to live a more regret-free inspired life. We talk about the inspiring and heartfelt story of Trav sharing a bucket list moment with his father. I really love this story and so much more. Uh, This episode, I really feel it's going to help you to chase your dreams and begin the process of you thinking about your bucket list rather than your to-do list. Um, Trav is a TEDx speaker. He's very inspirational, a great mentor and friend of mine, and he gives so much of his time um, to help people live a better life. He's one of the most amazing people you'll meet. Guys, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode with the one and only Trav Bell. Guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Unleash Your Inner Greatness. I'm super excited to introduce to you today's guest, who's one of Australia's top inspirational speakers. Trav Bell is the world's number one bucket list expert, an inspirational TEDx speaker, and the CEO and founder of the Bucket List Training. Founder of the very unique 12-step bucket list philosophy, Trav is also a certified speaking professional, which is the highest accolade achievable within the speaking industry. Starting his career as a personal trainer and founding New Level Personal Training, Trav franchised the business to 21 studios across three states in a short period of time. And he's always had a passion to help people become the best version of themselves. Trav is my personal speaking coach and one of my great mentors in personal development. He's a huge giver of his time and generally wants to help people to live a happily purposeful, regret-free life. I'm really privileged and honored to introduce to you today, Trav Bell. Trav, welcome to Unleash Your Inner Greatness. Oh, Joseph, that was the best intro ever, mate. (laughs) I'm stoked to be on. G'day listeners, g'day watchers. Trav, I want to ground you in a great place to start with. Uh, Thanks for coming on the show. Just want to kick off by asking you, mate, what are you most grateful for in your life right now? And what was the highlight of last year for you? Oh, okay. Um, What am I most grateful for right now? I am uh, two things. One is my family, obviously. Um, I'm a, well, as of January 2018, I became a stepdad to four kids, a 22-year-old, 20-year-old and two 
uh, 12 year old boys and also Tracy my beautiful girlfriend um, uh, she may be listening somewhere so I'll uh, <laughs> you know, I'll overemphasize that point but no I'm truly grateful for those for, for these uh, my instant family if you like to come into my life and make uh, make my life a lot more full um, a lot more holistic um, that has been uh, kind of kind of kind of as you know we've been we've known each other for a long period of time and gallivanting all around the world by yourself and doing your bucket list and everything is great but you know what <clears throat> um, I think it's better shared and I get the opportunity to share those uh, memories and experiences now with people that I truly love yeah. that's what I'm grateful for absolutely man um, and I'm also grateful for surgeons who really know their shit. Um, I've broken my foot recently, three weeks ago, broke the bottom of my foot. Um, I've been surfing my whole life and I got no idea how I did this, but the board came away from my foot, came back up into my foot, um, broke a bone in my foot, uh, partially uh, partially tore a ligament very important ligament that holds all your toes together uh since then i've had to go to the orthopedic surgeon go and get screws put into my foot now i'm hobbling around in crutches so i'm very grateful for surgeons who know their shit and crutches and casts on legs so there you go Boom. there it is we can see the the cast <laughs> in the video here and there we um, go. there's been yeah. a few watching this at home if you're just listening to this currently showing the cast to the screen there you go and there's a few f-bombs flying around on trav's personal insta stories post as well fuck yeah are we allowed to swear on this uh you know it's a pretty open podcast you can you can you can beep it out later um and mate did you have you know in business or life last year was there last a, was year. there was there a big highlight for you, you um, may remember look we you know probably the biggest highlight uh i do go off track a bit don't i um the highlight was opening bucket list coach in 12 countries we did that at 12 we started selling licenses for people to for people to become a bucket list coach and teach my stuff which was is an absolute honor and we had uh we had uh started selling licenses in january 2018 and we basically opened one country each month and last i think december was namibia i don't think i'm even saying that right namibia in in southern africa wow i didn't even know where fucking namibia was mate until we opened there so um we've got a coach down there now um, now doing programs which was is super super special and in countries where the words bucket list if they're actually translated makes no fucking sense at all so you know <laughs> so we're opening like portugal with portuguese spanish speaking countries like mexico costa rica um through to vietnam where it's just super but they get it get it that's the most important thing mate that is absolutely awesome so what we'll do i want it for all the listeners that don't know you trav um would it be all right to take us back to the start of your journey you've got an inspiring sure. story and then what we'll do is we'll mm. speak about we'll honor your work and we'll speak about the bucket list um coaches and the pro and the program um and the philosophy but mate can you take us back to your humble beginning um and just take the listeners through that don't know you through your story because it's really inspiring i was born in 1973 and um it was the 8th of may a very special day no 
um, mate, I uh, was a jock my whole life, um, and you may or may not be able to see the third level from my from my balcony here. That's the beach where I surf, and so I've got nice 180 degree views of the ocean. Um, I grew up surfing that beach and uh, doing surf lifesaving as well, swimming, surf lifesaving, um, surfing, just full water baby. And it was because of that I didn't do footy or soccer or cricket and any, no team sports, which is kind of interesting why I'm an entrepreneur now. <laughs> I just did all individual things. So there you go. It might be something in that. Yeah. Um, did that and it was a natural progression, a natural natural thing of mine to always be fit, always be healthy. That led me to do a, a, a human movement degree. I was going to be a kid's, a kid's uh, uh, school teacher, you know, a phys ed teacher. Um I uh, got into university doing the degree, third year university, I, um, there was this guy that came in and his name was Tony Hewitt and he was doing, he was our strength conditioning coach um, for an elective that we did and he was doing this thing called personal training. This is, you know, early 90s and, uh, and I just got really curious as to what, what personal training was all about and, uh, and he said, well, you know, I, um, I train a few celebrities and around Turak, which is a rich part of, of Melbourne and a few people from TV and this sort of thing. And I'm like, all right, cool. what, do you, what do you get paid per hour for doing that? Oh, about $200 an hour. I went, that's interesting. <laughs> this is pre-internet, pre-bloody Instacrack, pre-Facebook crack you know uh and he said i said that's interesting because I, I was really i didn't really know what i wanted to do and um not just for the money but for the leverage and and what he actually did for people um was really interesting for me and uh i liked but i didn't like the fitness industry gym scene this was more personal for me the personal coaching was in me from an early age so you could help people at a higher level with you know kind of all areas of their life not just health and fitness get paid handsomely and have the rest of the day off um so <laughs> digital nomad before it was even digital um so i tony said buy this book mate go to this convention subscribe to this magazine i did everything he just he, he said i still to this day i'm in contact with him and i started my personal training business in uh, my i got my first clients i wasn't 200 bucks an hour i was $25 an hour um, at Footscray Swim Centre. I started personal training and uh, long story short, I built that up to doing 63 one-hour mobile personal training sessions in a week. Wow. Decided then I had to get employees, centralised everything with the first one of the first personal training studios in Australia, let alone Victoria, set that up in Richmond. Um, got up to 13 personal trainers working for me doing corporate things and conferences and blah 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 we even had a, a triathlon team and all sorts of things going on doing um, uh, rehabilitation as well we were doing TAC uh, which is traffic you know car crash victim rehabilitation work cover rehabilitation we were doing all that with the first personal training company to be awarded those uh, provider numbers and to be able to work with the case study managers on those I digress um, I grew that from that to um, then franchise be the first to franchise personal fitness training studios in Australia I only did that because someone said you can't do that and I said fuck you watch watch and learn so I did it one year later um, I think someone said you can't license out bucket list as well at some stage 
may have may have had the same effect on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, grew that into yeah, at the top of it was twenty one personal training studios, like you said, in in um, three three states in Australia. I grew it into a monster, and there was some really cancerous people within within the network that I let into the network. My fault gave them too much of a, a leash to run on and it sort of imploded in, in a way and I became really bitter and um, and lost control of myself and, you know, I went into a state of depression as a result. Um, there was kind of money issues and bits and pieces going on as well, as you can appreciate. Loved, you know, I love the end product of personal training, helping people at the coalface. Uh, which is why I kind of progressed into speaking. Um, but then uh, that this model just didn't suit me. <laughs> so here I go again. What am I doing? Um, so I uh, found myself in life coaching courses, uh, NLP courses, you know, the pos- positive psychology stuff. And I just got really into personal development um, to, quote, unquote, helping help other people. But I was really helping myself. Yeah. Um, and it was at actually one of these seminars. Um, there's a couple of factors that moved me towards this. But one of my friends at the time said, um, why don't you're in these, you spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're in these things every weekend. I, I had no life. I just did personal development flat out, went to everything, spent a bunch of money. Why don't you teach this stuff, Trav? And that really helped me at the time. Um, it helped me compartmentalise what I was going through. and. You know, I've learned so many lessons. And you, you and I have had this conversation, mate. I've le- learned so many lessons in my life, both from business and life and people contact. That why don't I teach this stuff? So I put on a, uh, I put on a seminar. And I've got really no fear, no fear around public speaking. I just don't care. I um, so yes, I was nervous, but I put on this speaking gig anyway, and. I packaged in everything that I've been learning. God knows what I, I can't remember what it was called, but it was embarrassing. And it was a shit, it was a shit seminar, right? At the Western Bulldogs rooms in Melbourne. And I nearly had to pay people to be there. And uh, about halfway through, I started sharing my list to do before I died. And I had one written down since I was 18. It followed me around wherever I went. And as a result, uh, I started sharing this. And I said, who else, the 40-odd people in the room, who else has got one of these lists to do before you die? I actually written down and out of their head and written down. It's always been my compass for uh, my benchmark um, to keep me on track. And and it was like hands down donuts. No one had one. So I said, well, what do you want to do? Why do you want to earn money? Why do you, what are some of the things that you want to do? And it was coming back really frequently. Oh, we're just going to work to pay the bills. And, you know, you've heard the thing, pay the bills and die. It's like, what beyond that? Oh, yeah, do a bit of travel when I'm older. I'm like, yeah, and possibly sicker. So what's wrong with now? What's wrong? Rather than live in a delayed gratification society, how about we live in, we, we employ some instant gratification, not in a hedonistic way, um, but, but why don't we get happy now? So I started really focusing on happiness, fulfillment, and getting into all that, which is the basis, positive psychology is the basis for everything that I do in bucket list, which a lot of people don't know. So studying positive psychology, happiness, um, Someone at the end of the talk that I give that I gave that night um, said, "Oh, how's all this this list to do before you die stuff? It's like a bucket list. You're like the bucket list guy." I went, "Light bulb moment," and went home and registered the domain thebucketlistguy.com, and here we are. It's unreal. I've I've been to your I've been to your event 
um, the bucket list experience, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the work's really transformational. I think a bucket list is so it like you say it's a tangible life plan. Mm. Um, mate, I was going to ask at the event that I went to, there was a twelve step bucket list philosophy, and mm. I was wondering, could you give the listeners a bit of an insight in because that's the core foundation really of everything that you've built. It's it's a piece of intellectual property that is now copywritten and I did the TED talk on. It's called the Buy Bucket List Blueprint. And the it's one of the things that we use. Um, there's a lot of stuff that a lot of people haven't seen unless they become a coach. Um, I've got more crazy and zany ideas, but it does form uh, some of the basis of what we teach. Um, so, yeah, the... the I was looking around at, all right, bucket list. You know, my limiting belief when I registered the domain was who the fuck is going to pay someone to write a list? Like, seriously, I wouldn't. Um, I'd just do it myself. Um, So why do I need you? Well, here we are. Because a lot of people don't take time out of their lives to work on their lives, mate, as you know. Um, They don't give themselves the space um, to reprioritize. They only reprioritize, like the movie, they only reprioritize, unfortunately, when given a cancer diagnosis or when given a, sh- a really emotional shake-up, just like the movie, The Bucket List. And I get stuck into the movie because um, it's about two blokes that get given a cancer diagnosis and then they write a bucket list. My whole thing is to wake people up before they get any such diagnosis to then you know, go write it, go write their list now, and more importantly, go do it now. You know what I mean? So for me, um, I had to create something that would one put me on the map, get people's attention, help people. Most importantly, um, so they start to see, okay, there's way more to this than meets the eye. Because a lot of people, as you know think that a bucket list is all about travel. Um, travel is one of the, you know, one of the 12 that you mentioned. So getting back to the My Bucket List Blueprint, in short, and people can just go to my, you know, go to, go to my YouTube channel and have a look at the TED Talk. Um, it's all there. And I interlate, you know, put stories that represent each picture and that sort of thing. Some think it's funny, some uh, <laughs> don't. <laughs> but... Um, Anyway, it's an acronym, My Bucket List. So M-Y-B-U-C-K. Um, so M, this is, and this is designed to help people um, go north, south, west, west, east in their own brains and extract and articulate a personally meaningful and holistic bucket list. So M stands for meet a personal hero. Y stands for your proud achievements. B stands for buy that special something, whether it be for yourself or for someone else. U stands for ultimate challenges. Uh, C stands for conquer a fear. E stands for express yourself, the creative part of you. Uh, T, the first T, stands for take lessons. What are some skills that you want to learn before your time is up? L, leave a legacy. I, idiotic stuff. S, satisfy curiosity. And T, which is what everyone knows is travel adventures. This is a filter. This is, uh, I, I like is alluded to before, I say a bucket list is a tangible life plan where our career plan or our business plan should fit into our life plan and not be the other way around. You know, and that's why I've got a keynote coming up 
uh, this weekend um, to a, a, a bunch of people here in Melbourne and they're a franchise company and uh, they're all franchisees. And what do I bring to the table? I, I give them a more and more personal and more holistic framework to help them create their reason why they get out of bed in the morning and go build their business. Hopefully that makes sense. Yep, 100%. And it's not just, and a bucket list is not just about ticking a whole bunch of cool stuff off before you die. It's really how people in the process, and our coaches attest to this, it's it's um, how a person reverse engineers their whole life and the and the eat you know the different ecosystems of their life in order to um, help them achieve the bucket list things that they set out to achieve. So it's the growth of them on that journey towards the tick, and more importantly, it's about their uh, the version of them that they don't know yet that exists on the other side of the tick, and that's called our potential. That that point there is the one i love because i think i remember i've listened to a few of your interviews and it's and you said it's not it's not the bucket list and philosophy necessarily it's who the person becomes in the process Mm. so Mm. yeah Mm. it's it's really powerful mate i think the other thing i love as well about it is i remember asking you once how do you set your goals and you said to me well i set my goals based on the 12 principles still do so that that's awesome because yeah, yeah, and then I, you know, I, I go, okay, well, he's my my big philosophy is I literally go, all right, what do I want to do this year? What do I want to do? What are the short term, medium term, long term things on my bucket list? And they are they take into account. We all heard that the smart goal setting. If you look at a bucket list item, um, it takes into account all that. Okay, you want to go swim with whale sharks? Well, that's very specific. It's very targeted. It's very, very time sensitive. It's realistic. It's blah blah blah. I would just want to go swim with the fucking whale sharks. All right, cool. When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it, mate? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do it at Ningaloo, Ningaloo Reef in Western Australia um, in September. Cool. Now, what have we got to do? And this is just one short example. All right. I tell all the all the groups that I speak to individually as well is go identify all the things that you want to do no matter how crazy you think they are but just get them out of your head let's separate your daily to-do list from your bucket list and you'll only do that through the process of writing michael hyatt will say that the and people say oh yeah it's 90 percent, it's 80 percent more um likely to come true if you actually write it down no it's actually 40 percent 40 percent um more likely to come true if you actually write it down Okay, um, so just getting people to write stuff and not have it be up in the soup of their head anymore. I know that I'm going to get a forty percent win out of everyone right from right from just writing shit down, which is cool, which is what everyone does in a seminar. Um, let alone into action, which is where our coaches just take it a whole other level and get them into action. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, I just say to people, go identify all this stuff and then find a really fucking cool way to fund it and give you the time flow and the cash flow needed to go and do it. And I think the emphasis there is something that doesn't do your head in on a day-to-day basis is the most important part of that is um, because 87% of people who go to work every day 
don't like what they do. They're what they call uh, disengaged. They're filling up the fucking cubicle and getting up every Monday morning with like that feeling of, oh, here we go again, Monday-itis, hump day, thank God it's Friday, that sinking feeling. I call it Sunday-itis now. Sunday-itis at two or three in the afternoon on a Sunday. It's like, oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> um, so they're all products. It's all vernacular of the matrix, mate. And there's a lot of people... Um, a lot of people in that basket right around the world. Um, so, so that's insane. That's fucking insane to me. So there's no wonder depression is going through the roof. No wonder suicide rates are what they are in young in young people. No matter you know, no over prescription of antidepressants. You know, the list goes on. If this um, if this philosophy helps people see beyond their current circumstance or I'm not telling them what to do, how to live or anything like that. I'm just giving them another filter, another set of tools to look at their life through, another set of glasses. And um, as history tells me, in the stuff that I've done over the last nine-odd years of being the bucket list guy, it certainly gives people another perspective. And it's helped people change what they do so they do live a happier, more fulfilled, more meaningful and more purposeful life. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about for me is help, help, helping people be happier. I could have been the happy the happy guy instead of the bucket list guy. Yeah, I, I went with the bucket list guy. I think the happy guy was um, not as ballsy. Let's just say that. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, another way of saying that, but I won't say it. I was going to say, speaking of ballsy, you've challenged yourself to a lot of different things, um, anywhere from being painted. Was it painted in the nude? <laughs> I, I was the subject for a, uh, a new, a, a, uh, an art class, Joseph. It was uh, very above board um, and I, uh, I was a nude model for an art class. Um, there was no sex, sexual in, innuendo. It was all in my mind um, and it was all well and good. I was going all right, doing my poses um, with the junk out in front of 15 people and uh and then the story goes and then um a younger hotter girl walked in the room who was also a nude model turned up that night i had no idea and i'm like oh fuck here we go so i i no word of a lie and, and she was the other new i didn't get told about this on the night that i did it so she turned up sat next to me and i took her stuff off she was good to look at pretty hot and uh and i like women and <laughs> and she sat down next to me on the sofa that i was on and i'm like uh, let's just say you and i we've done a lot of personal development we've done a lot of self-help we've read a lot of books podcasts etc etc and let's just say i had to channel all that <laughs> psychology to talk it down if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> I love that story so much. I, I, you that, know was, that was, yeah, <laughs> pardon the pun, but it was the hardest half an hour of my life. It's so good. I think where I want to go from that story is obviously that... Yeah. <laughs> I have climbed Kilimanjaro and all that sort of shit, but yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, obviously you overcome a fear, right? I grew up swimming in Speedos. I was fine, you know, and and then but you get your junk out and you're like, oh, this is a a conqueror of fear for me. It was. Um, Plus, 
um, plus a person close to me at the time said, oh, I bet you won't do it, Mr. Bucket List guy. And, yeah, my ego still yeah. <laughs> still gets me in trouble, <laughs> even though I'm a little older and mature with four kids. But, uh, no, it still gets me into trouble. But uh, And and what's what's worse, mate, is they paid me 50 bucks. So I, <laughs> I feel like a, a, a cheap whore. <laughs> Close off fifty bucks, champ. <laughs> Fifteen minutes of fame, mate. I was going to say, you know, you've done an Ironman. You've climbed some of the biggest um, mountains in the world. What, what's, what's been the one thing that's helped you overcome fear? You know, you're a, you're a speaker as well. You know, you speak on world stages. Um, I feel fear is something that holds us back from living that bucket list. What What's your practical advice for people to overcome it? Or deal oh, with look, it? It's also money and time, realistic realistic resource constraints. Um, um, people are, people don't have the, a lot of people don't have the flexibility of other people and that has to be taken into account. Um, and, it, and it takes a bit of money. You know, there's one of the reasons why I became the bucket list guy is like, all right, as a speaker, I love, you know, I love serving people and really as a speaker, we get to coach one to many. So, and, and I got into speaking early uh, because I, one, loved helping people from that, le- at that, at that level, but two, they're going to pay me to fly business class all around the world to rock up, do an hour talk, get paid some great money and the equivalent to what a normal person would get paid in a month. So I'm like, I like that. Um, and so it serves, so I can, so I can go do a talk and then go and do a heap of bucket listing while I'm there. Yep. There's my business plan, mate. There it it is. (laughs) So, and the fact, and this is a great one, the fact that I am the bucket list guy and now we've had bucket list coaches all around the world. Our bucket list is also a tax (laughs) write-off. Not as dumb as you look, Trav. So (laughs) the point being, um, you've, I don't say it's not a matter of resources, it's a matter of resourcefulness. You've heard me say this, you know, time and time again, mate. It really is. There's a creative way that I'd like, if we had more time, I'd love to share, but there's a creative, a realistic creative way to cross these things off our bucket lists that a lot of us aren't aware of, or we just don't give us trust ourselves enough to um to go after um and and that has to be recognized fear is definitely one thing that gets in people's way Uh, i i just think if i got to 80 years old which is average age of death let's say and i didn't do this now and if i didn't do this now how would i feel then yeah that's a good point um and mate i that that God, if I didn't publish that book, if I didn't climb that mountain and see that sunset for the first time over Africa, um, if I didn't get to base camp, if I didn't do that Ironman, it would it would gnaw at me for the rest of rest of my life. It would be like always on my shoulder, you know, why didn't you do it? Why didn't you do it? Why didn't you do it? And that's just this sense of urgency is something I've always had. And that sense of urgency makes me get up in the morning still to this day with broken leg and not being able to travel and all this other it's like the thing that drives me has always driven me it's my it's it's my reason why is is just as much as my participants um and obviously you've heard it said time and time again it's probably a back tattoo uh lower back tattoo when the why is strong enough the how will work itself out people have got to want to do it sure there's 
sure there's fearful stuff on you. You know, for, for you and I take it for granted. And a lot of people, especially in America, are fearful of traveling, fearful of traveling, you know, believe it or not. And, and just going to another country, um, and, and that's upbringing, that's all sorts of different things that come into that, um, or, or watching the news too much, <laughs> maybe that that is big part of it could be part but yeah feel the fear and do it anyway susan jeffrey's book you know don't have to read it just read the front cover to get the message of that one feel the fear and go do it anyway because on the other side of that experience on the other side of that fear is a you that you don't even know yet and and i can tell you what that you is waiting for you to catch up to get your shit together and go and uh Go and join them. On the other side of fear is what was it? On the other side of fear is you that is you don't you ever that know. You don't know. It's so yeah, powerful, it, on mate. The other, on, the, on the other side of fear is a you that you don't know yet. And on the other side of your bucket list is a you that you don't know yet. It's so powerful, buddy. Um, oh, great takeaways there, Trav. These are good quotes. I should be writing these quotes <laughs> down. And- Making a fucking post out of this. <laughs> we'll tweet one of those out. Uh, we'll put those in the show notes. Um, I, I was going to say, Trav, um, there was. I remember there was a great story that you said in one of your seminars about your your father and how yeah. that and how that articulates the whole story of the bucket list philosophy. Would it be alright to let the listeners know a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, it's kind of simple. This is really early on. I think just after I became the bucket list guy. Um, I uh, and mind you, I've had a list to do since I was eighteen, and on that list to do before I die was to do a big hike with my dad. Um, I'm adopted. Um, growing up. He and I were were friendly, but not mates. You know, um, he is a, a worker's worker. You know, a, a diesel mechanic in uh, the same job since he was seventeen until retirement, which is a rarity these days. Very, very good at what he does, but he's a mechanic, MUA here to stay. Very big union guy. Me, his adopted son, a serial entrepreneur, someone that doesn't sit still, can't handle routine too much. <laughs> can't handle working for anyone too much. And uh, and and I thought, no, I've got to, you know, to live a regret-free life, we've got to become closer and we've got to become more connected with those around us, those that we love. And I've always looked up to Dad and he's always been a, you know, a, a strong man, you know, in my life. And, uh, and he's a man's man. It doesn't show a lot of emotion, me. Uh, the notebook was on the other night. I cry like a little girl right from the fucking start. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, I put on my list to do a hike with Dad. So I, um, I, I, uh, the opportunity came up where Dad, he's a, we grew up doing a lot of bushwalking, trekking, hiking, and um, through the uh, surf lifesaving club that we're involved in. And um, the opportunity come up to do the South Coast, the Great South Coast track of um, of Tassie, where we found ourselves in a light aircraft, uh, Dad, myself, and his two best mates. And the website said carry eight to fifteen days worth of food because plane would uh, go into a place called Maluka. Maluka is a runway in the middle of the old growth forest area of Tassie. 
um, sand runway, it'd drop you off and then the plane would piss off. And then you walk back um, eight to 15 days of walking, hiking through the bottom of Tassie, around the coastline, in the bush, up and down all the hills, to a place called Cockle Creek. That's the destination. Cockle Creek is the southernmost town in Australia. Uh, uh, full of hillbillies let's just say that <laughs> fucking fucking weird place um hopefully there's no listeners from, from cockle creek i actually did this and i tell this story from stage i said does anyone know any i always do this does anyone know anyone from cockle creek or is anyone from cockle creek here because i'm just gonna and uh and then you know normally it's no or oh yeah i know someone so i was like all right i'm not fucking telling the story because down there i always say has anyone seen the movie deliverance and uh <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie deliverance you know we don't like your kind around here boy um it's kind of like that so i uh started this trek with dad and we went all through streams and up and down rivers and nearly lost him there at one stage and we're about 500 metres from the... Uh, I was frustratingly walking behind him as I was for nearly the whole trip. Um, I learned some really good lessons and I was a personal personal trainer at the time. So I was kind of going from, you know, one camp to another and kind of record time was a bit of a fitness workout for me and kind of leaving the rest behind. But after a while, I figured out that, no, I'm not enjoying myself. This is the, it's not an adventure trek. This is... I'm, I'm meant to be with Dad. So I just learned bit of patience during that just to cruise at dad's pace and about 500 meters from the, the finish walking along the boardwalk before we get to the big sign congratulations you've done the south coast track getting the selfies and that sort of thing and and i said to dad um it took us nine days and i said to dad dad there's something i've got to tell you i was just walking behind him um doing this it was really hard for me to say to him um dad doing this hike with you was um um was on my has been really special um uh it's been on my bucket list um for the last few years and then dad's gone yeah all right and in what i thought was going to be a big father-son kind of moment of him turning around and hugging me oh i love you i love you too and a big movie kind of moment none of that dad just went yep okay and kept walking and i'm like at the back going you know <laughs> and uh and then we we did the selfies we had some lunch and at the end of it after lunch he's gone trev what's what's with the bucket list what's a bucket list mate and i got no idea i said mate well it's all the shit you want to do before you die and then he you know he showed aside me i've never seen him before and uh with a tear in his eye and he said um i'm glad you put this on there because this has been really fucking special and still to this day i'll get emotional and uh still no hug or, or high five or anything it was just yeah that's yeah. all i needed to say yeah um it was a good moment and then he got on the we got on the bus go back to hobart and he said um you see the wheels turning and he's gone, Trev, what, what else is on this bucket list of yours? And I said, I'll get back to you, mate. And then six months later, a friend of mine gave me a call and said, we're going to, um, we're going to Tibet. We're going to Mount Everest. I'm like, oh, easy, Grant. Take it easy. I'm a surfer, not a mountaineer yet. Uh, no, no, you can come to, you can go to base, you can go to base camp through Tibet and then you go to advanced base camp. You can walk up there. It's 6,500 metres, the highest place in the world that you can trek um, without putting on the crampons and getting out the ice axes and this sort of thing. I'm going to camp one. He's, he was actually, actually a mountaineer. We, and the tour was to be with seven, uh, sorry, 13 summiters. Um, so long story short, Dad, Six months later, we're going, to Mount we're going to Mount Everest through Tibet. Trav, where the fuck's Tibet? 
<laughs> I said, well, it's part of China. It's, you know, all this. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we went there. And since then, we've done Kokoda together. We've done um, Mount Kilimanjaro together. That actually nearly, nearly killed him. Um, we've done uh, Machu Picchu on my 40th birthday and, and went wow. to, did the Inca Trail, took a bunch of bucket listers with us. And, um, you know, and touch wood, many adventures to come. I don't think after Kilimanjaro a couple of years ago, he said, no more fucking mountains, Trevor. I definitely killed him. So <laughs> I think we might be doing a kayak or something together. Or But but now we're best mates. Uh, the point of the whole story, mate, is, is a bucket list isn't about you. It's about how you can connect people. It's about how you can really light up the world for other people and pay it forward. And hence why we've got the kind acts for others, leave a legacy and all that sort of thing. That story alone has brought people together. I've had people leave my seminars and reconnect with their dads. I've had kids, teenagers at schools reconnect with their parents in a whole different way um, so that they don't have regrets as well. So that story alone is, I'd like to think, has really changed some lives. And there's a lot more to it, obviously. That's unreal, mate. And I hope the listeners um, are inspired to reconnect maybe with someone that they haven't been, you know, um, speaking to, maybe a parent or a friend. Um, that'll be an awesome takeaway. So uh, thanks for that, Trav. Mate, few, I've, I've got a few rapid fire questions and then one last question for you, if that's all right. Um, mate, what's, what's one thing that people can do to live a happier life? Oh, look, I'm always going to say uh, start writing a bucket list like now. Um, obviously this is no plug. I honestly believe in what I, what I practice, what I preach. I believe in what I preach and, um, and find out, find out, here's a challenge. Find out what's, what's on your families, what's on your partner's bucket list as well. Compare notes and try and enable theirs. See what you can do for them. How can you make theirs happen faster? in turn you'll make yours come faster as well that's awesome mate and what what's one thing that people can do to live a more purposeful life trav <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna run the filter again mate um, um look i i think that um let's go with more purpose so i think the holy grail is to be getting this work-life balance thing into more of a work-life blend um balance is bullshit blend is better i think that if you are not happy and do a realistic stock take of your happiness on a day-to-day basis with your vocation, if you are not happy, then um, suck it up and honestly fucking do something like like change. Um, the average the average amount of changes a person goes through now with their employment is 14 times in their working life. The people change jobs apparently. 14 times in their working life now as opposed to five years ago it was seven 87 percent of people are unhappy with what they do if you are not on purpose uh go find that thing that you love to do there is a way to monetize it honestly um it's a hard road but it it it'll only be paved out the the path will only become clearer if you go put your blinkers on and go do it and go do it and go do it and go do it and that's it don't be one of these people that try something for a year and then opt out because it's just too hard i think that is the most bullshit excuse people don't have the not just in this day and age not a gen y or a millennial thing either just people are soft and people need to just stay the fucking course 
But first, find the course that you want to stay on. Find the course. Thanks, mate. It's the holy grail. If you can make money, it's not just about making money. It's about lighting you up. But I think it's we live in an age of this work-life blend, as I call it. Um, monetizing your passion, whatever that might be, there is a market out there for you. Um, and they're just waiting for you to show up and give you give you their expertness, be that thought leader. And Trav, what's one thing that people can do to live a regret-free life? Start on your bucket list today as soon as doing this. Go watch my TED Talk if you have to. Watch some other stuff online. But get inspired and go tick something off as soon as you possibly can. Go tick something off as soon as you possibly can that doesn't require a lot of time and money. Mate, last question, Trav. Thanks so much. Um, you always Pleasure. absolutely inspire me. Last question, Trav. If today was your last day and I gave you a piece of paper and a pen and you had one thing that you could write to inspire future generations to believe in their inner greatness, what would you write on that piece of paper, Trav? Go leave your bucket list now because you're going to die soon. Perfect, mate. Um, it's so inspiring. I want to acknowledge you, buddy. Uh, I know you're writing a book as well. Um, can we mention, Is, there, is are we able to give any preview as to what that's going to be so we can link it in the show notes? I, I'd love to tell you the title, but I'll have to kill you. But uh, look, the best <laughs> the best way... Um, how do people uh, find out or how can we best... Look, it's really about? easy. Look, look, people can connect with me, obviously, on the socials, um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, help, whatever your drug of choice is kids um and <laughs> if you like me have more um but most importantly like go through to the website thebucketlistguy.com we are in frequent um and it's going to get even more frequent um with the uh, conversations uh, yeah, oh, sorry with um the announcements so our, our, my database is becoming more and more sacred to my world and i like to release stuff to them before the rest of the world kind of knows about it so um for those that are keen on getting an early um copy of the book and there'll be other stuff that that, that you'll get as being a first mover on that um yeah just just subscribe to the bucket list guy website in the spaces there and uh email and and you'll get yeah you'll get that uh delivered to you We'll put um, the link to maybe the, maybe the bucket list plan. We'll put the link in there so that they can su- subscribe and then you can, yep. you know, hopefully they can buy. Well, you, you guys def- listening in should definitely support Trav's book because he's absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. Not about the book. And obviously, if anyone wants to become a bucket list coach as well after seeing the stuff and, and getting in my world, then um, you know, feel free to inquire as well. Yep, because that's a way that we're going to help Trav to further inspire other people to live a regret-free life so trav mate thank you so much just from my personal self i want to acknowledge you as a great mentor um you've inspired me to live my purpose um to continue pushing forward in what i do thanks for being a great supporter of um my journey and uh i just want to really say thanks very much for coming on the show my pleasure mate enjoy uh sunny uh london (laughs) what an amazing chat with trav bell the world's number one bucket list expert um guys head over to itunes and leave me a review for this episode i really hope in 
collaboration with Trav, we can spot, inspire more people to live a regret-free life. I think it's so important. Life is way too short not to live your bucket list. Um, share the episode on social media. Let me know what you um, took away from this episode as well. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. You inspire me so much. Go out and chase your dreams. Write your bucket list. I appreciate you. I love you guys. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and unleash your inner greatness.